0: You are listening. We've come into... uh, We are listening this morning. We've come into our second hour. It is 8.04 a.m. And we are going to get into our encounter with
1: God. But we've got a few things to do before we get into it. The first one is... Robbie, give us another clue for the quiz. This is for 400 points. And your prize is... What we're calling a bargain book. Yeah, bargain. we have a selection of bargain books. Yeah, you can have one book from that selection. I am learning books. as I am going here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm and I, you know, I am proud of you. You are doing great. You are doing so good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, four hundred points. You want to text your answer to this number oh four nine one zero six four double six nine. Here is the question for four hundred points: What weeping prophet was imprisoned in a dungeon on false charges of deserting to the enemy? Oh, wow. So with a question, who was the weeping prophet? Yeah, that was imprisoned in a dungeon. Four hundred points. Wow! If you think you know, oh four nine one zero six four double six nine. Awesome. Okay,
0: 0491-064-669. That is the number to call or text if you want to answer the questions. It's also the number to call or text if you have anything to say or if you have a question of the day. If you have a burning Bible question or spiritual question or anything to do with the realm of religion, uh, give us a call at 0491-064-669. I've actually got some some text messages to go through here uh, that were sent in this morning. Um, oh, here we go. Robbie... What will you do when driverless cars fully take over the roads, and they might really try to kill you? <laughs> um,
1: I've thought about this long and hard since <laughs> being here with this render car, and I really am concerned about the future. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So the funny thing is, I love tech. I just oh, okay. don't like tech in my car trying to drive and kill me. Okay, fair enough. Nah,
0: just I don't know. Just, just, just step it up. Just. Just just trust, bro. I love my tractor. It doesn't try to kill me. Oh. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, in some other texts. Some years ago, I got stung by a couple wasps. This is relating to the, the story I, di- I did on wasps. Um, not a good feeling. I can understand why God was going to use them to clear the promised land of Israel. Oh, man. Totally. Like, that would have been my ultimate nightmare. I'm like an enemy of God. I'm like, oh yeah, what's God gonna do? And I would see like one wasp flying over the horizon. I'd be out. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, next text we have here: there are plants that have bee female pher- pher- uh, pheromones to attract male bees to pollinate. And we because we were talking about the solution mm. to getting rid of these wasps is that they they've extracted the female pheromones and now and they corpium. just they they just attract them in and then. <laughs> Trap him and
1: kill him. Kill a perfume.
0: Yeah. Uh, Another text message here. Plane crash in China. 132 people died. I pray for their families who will never see their loved ones again. Mm, Um, Very sad. Never leave home without saying "I love you." It might be the last chance we get. Wow, really highlighting the the nature of life and death right there. For sure. uh, but it, uh, uh, yeah, we're really thinking of of those who who are going through. We're really thinking, praying of those who have who have been through that uh, the plane crash over in China. And I've got a friend down uh, from down in Melbourne um, who that's like the province that he's from. He's Chinese originally, yeah. and yeah, he was sharing some information about it, and it was oh, just terrible. Um 50% increase in stabbings in Melbourne Should we really be surprised? The state is terrorized has, the state terrorized the population for the last two years, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And what
1: else can we expect? Um good observations. Mm. Very good observations. I don't want to get political. Yeah. <laughs> but I you can. It's you, good you observations. Have license. You have a license. No, but like fair fair
0: enough. It's uh there yeah. Has been.
1: I would just say this: most livable city has become the most lockdown city. Wow. So, what do you expect? Mm. It's get into community, good community. Where there's no knives is my answer to that question. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> not even for cooking. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. America, divide and conquer. You hit the nail on the head. Spot on. That is Satan's golden rule. And we were we were covering there. Um, yeah, how you know that, that the the survey went out. Would you stay and fight for your country? And it was surprising that a not a well, it was a base almost a fifty percent mm-hmm. divide. Um, yeah, and the, very much has in, in indication of some political alliances there and just how f- people feel discontent um, with America at the moment. Um, and finally, when I was 18, a young man gave me a Bible. He has no idea how that book changed my life, and I wish I could thank him, and I will in heaven. And obviously, I think that was really reflecting on Shanna, uh, your story that you shared with us, um, doing literature evangelism and, and sharing uh, the gospel with people by getting books in their hand. That's powerful. Um, but that's all the text messages we have this morning. Thank you guys for sending in. Uh, but right now, we are going to get into the book of Hebrews, our encounter with God. And uh, we have been kind of looming at the edge of Hebrews chapter 12 for a while now. Uh, we were supposed to get into it yesterday. We didn't. We were kind of finishing off Hebrews chapter uh, 11. But now, as we get to Hebrews chapter 12, um, I would like someone, could could either of you just read the first word of the first verse of Hebrews chapter 12? Yeah, Shannon, can you get that for us?
2: My version says wherefore.
0: Wherefore? Okay, what does yours say, Robbie? Mine says therefore. Okay, mine also says therefore. So we're kind of, we're on the same page. Therefore. There, the word therefore is usually, you know, a connecting word. It's, it's, there's been a conclusion or an idea that's been shared. Sorry, there has been an idea that's been shared in, in what has previously been said. And then it finishes. Therefore. It's giving a conclusive thought that is following on from what has been shared. And so I thought, because we, we still haven't actually read to the end of chapter 11, let's just quickly read uh, from verse 32 to the end of the chapter, just covering and highlighting some of the some of the ideas uh, that were shared. So, Robbie, could you pick that up for us? Let's read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32 to
1: the end of the chapter. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell you of Gideon and Barak and Samson and David and Saul And Sorry, Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, um, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fires, escaped the edge of the sword, out of the weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned the flight of the armies of the aliens, women received their dead, raised to life again, others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth, and all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise God having promised something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Mm. Oh, this is powerful.
0: We were reflecting and we've been reflecting on those people's stories throughout Hebrews chapter eleven. We've been reflecting on on who they were, what we what they did, and we kinda got into the, the, the some of the minor characters here that were well not minor characters, but who are only mentioned by name. It doesn't get into their story. You know, you've got Abraham and, and uh whatnot and, and Noah and it's like, Oh, these people did this specific thing, but then it's like, oh, and David and Samuel, and we were reflecting on on their stories and we saw that oftentimes these were very unfaithful men. Uh, in in a few different circumstances and scenarios, uh, but ultimately uh, they were people who demonstrated that they would continuously come back to God, um, and believe in 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 believe in Him, believe in what He had said. And it's interesting, uh I want to throw the question out to you guys. What was then uh in in believing God and having faith in God in their certain uh circumstances, as we read in the following verses that come after that, what what was the, the world's reaction? You know, what did their lives then look
1: like um after they had this demonstrated this faith in God? Yeah, look, it's just it's hectic, right? If that's the word I'd use from, <laughs> yeah. from verse thirty three onwards. I mean it's just it's that they got the bad end of the stick in mm. every situation.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely wasn't an easy time for them. Like yeah. just because you have faith doesn't mean that you're going to get the best life here.
0: <laughs> That's right. These people and and, and uh, this is powerful. This is a powerful point he's making here because in response to faith on this earth, they weren't looking for they weren't looking forward to um, smooth sailing. Mm. Mm. In fact, by demonstrating faith from that point on, they attracted hardship. And trials and struggles. And it outlines them here. Everything from stopping the mouths of lions to quenching violence to, you know, being receiving violence themselves, you know, everything here. Um, but then the ultimate application that comes from this is that the reason that they went through this is because they look forward to something better, a better promise of something to come, something that, that we will all look for and that we are all trying to seek and to obtain.
2: Mm, yeah, and on faith like You're listening to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio Yeah, and on faith, like jumping back for like a principle coming from the chapters before in chapter ten, it's talking about by call to remember it's the former days, which mm-hmm. we're doing here reading Hebrews eleven. Mm-hmm. And it says in verse 37 and 38 of chapter 10, For yet a little while, and he that shall come will, will come and will not tarry. Now the just mm-hmm. shall live by faith, live mm-hmm. by the experience of knowing that God has been faithful in the past and he will yeah. continue to be faithful.
0: That's right. And so it's a, it's a simple thing of because God is faithful, they're able to be faithful. Uh, you know, In response to God's faithfulness, they display faithfulness. And we, we kind of have highlighted when we read through chapter 8, it's like God writes the laws in their hearts and on their minds. He's not only uh showing them why they should be faithful, but then supplementing their faithfulness and helping them like it's a real win 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 situation um and ultimately it's because, as it points out in verse thirty nine and verse forty they're looking forward to being made perfect they're looking forward to the ultimate promise they're looking forward to
2: heaven, and circumstances don't shake that
0: that's right oh, amen, those circumstances don't shake
1: that. I love in verse thirty nine where it says all these so all these people we've heard mm. I've heard of in this chapter. Having obtained a good testimony yes. through faith, like that's a really unique little expression there, right? Mm. That they've obtained a good testimony in the original language. It's the word "martyr," mm. and martyr is like that witness's testimony. Yeah, and so their witness is good through faith, mm-hmm. even though we shared you know, the other day how a lot of their stories, the events are not that great. Yeah. But because of the demonstration of faith, their testimony is good. That's right. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And he's kind of bookending the thought that he
0: start. you know, we know that uh, the chapters weren't put into later, but the start of this thought was like that, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Exactly. Like through faith, you attract people to God. It's like because there's... Within faith itself, there is substance and evidence that like, why why would someone do that? And so it's kind of bookending that thought. It's like, and so they received a good testimony of faith Mm. that attracts people that see, that people see like, man, why are these guys faithful? Now we come to chapter twelve, and your face is like illuminated right now. Oh, because I'm excited! <laughs> like this is this is this is why chapter twelve is my favorite. Me and Lyle had this battle of chapter eight, chapter twelve, and some people shared some things too. Chapter eleven, uh, chapter thirteen, they're, they're fantastic. But we come to chapter twelve, <laughs> and it gets in with therefore. Oh, like we know there is a conclusion here, and there is an application. So, Shanna, can you pick that up for us? You want to read verse uh, one and two. He, like, this, I love this. This is Absolutely. theologically dense, inspiring. It is a, a fitting and fantastic conclusion. Like, it's ultimately pointing to the ultimate hero of faith, who is Christ. Um, but let's work our way through this, because there's lots to unpack. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses.
1: witnesses. yeah. What, what, is it, what do you think is trying to communicate here? Who are these witnesses? And who are they surrounding? So, to me, the witnesses here, the, the great, it's almost like the great cloud is like a great, um, I think of like a, a courtroom sort of scene in Daniel mm-hmm. chapter 7. Yeah, sure. You know, there's this great witness looking. And mm-hmm. and the witnesses here is chapter 11. Yes. It's, it's these individuals uh-huh. that have, they've testified to it, they've experienced it. And the word witness there is, again, the word martyr mm-hmm. in the original language. Mm-hmm. And here they are. Just, this, this like, it's like Paul's looking up, so to speak. I mean, they're not, they're not in heaven, obviously, but yeah. he's looking and he's seeing these, these multitude of these characters throughout all the history of Israel. And he's saying, these guys are witnesses to this faith thing and they're standing there. And now basically yeah. they're, they're, you know, um, analogically watching us mm-hmm. do our response. Yeah. That's oh, that's such a good point.
0: Like up until this point, like he, he just made, in verse 39 and 40, um, ultimately that they're moving the same direction that we are. Absolutely. We're all we all have the same goal. And it's like, okay, so how did how did they achieve their goal? It's like we're we're surrounded by this cloud of witnesses. We can observe them. We how do they achieve their goal? So it's like, yes, we are surrounded by this great cloud. We all have the same goal. We're all moving the same direction. Uh but then he gets into the prescriptive part of this verse. Like mm. how does this then apply to us? Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race set before us. Oh, this is interesting. This is actually this is really, really, really deep. Um, he mm. says every weight and every sin. Um what do you, what do you guys what's your perspective on sins and weights here, guys? What do you what do you think about
2: this? Um, yeah, my first thought was the picture of um I think it's Abraham who goes to the king and he, you know, he lies about who his wife is. Yeah. So we have the, here an example. Like this is one of the examples from chapter 11. Uh-huh. And like, how bad would he be feeling about that? And it mm-hmm. doesn't really go too well for him. Um, but yeah, he's able to still come to God and God is still able to accept him when he comes back to him. And I think that's really encouraging for us because like mm-hmm. he, like the people before, they they ran this race too. They mm-hmm. failed. They made mistakes. They yes. were, They let down, they let God down. Mm-hmm. But ultimately... Mm-hmm they were able to keep running that race. And I think for us too, there's things that we're ashamed of, the things yeah. that we do that we wish we didn't do, but yet we can still come to God. Mm-hmm. And you know, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins wow. and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So even though we have weights and we have sins in our lives that easily ensnare us, uh-huh. we can still come to God and keep running that race.
1: That's right. That's right. I love how like the imagery here is... is is. Connecting like the therefore, right? Yeah. I remember in school they said when you see the word therefore, ask yourself what is it therefore, right? <laughs> so nice. it, this is this is there because of what chapter eleven has described, and it's actually the summation of all previous eleven chapters. Mm-hmm. But then it makes this point here that because like what we've just talked about these great cloud of witnesses lay aside every weight and every sin that easily ensnares, and, and then run the race. Mm-hmm. That's what these guys have done. Mm-hmm. All these characters in Chapter 11, that's what they ultimately uh-huh. did. And mm-hmm. we see moments where the weight was there. We see where they were ensnared here and there. Mm-hmm. But they kept with endurance running the race. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. It's like, this is the only way in which it will be
0: achieved. Um and I think this speaks to so heavily, um, even in just our time today, we were actually, we're having a little bit of a discussion off air, um, and we're kind of reflecting on something I'm going to preach on in, in a week. We're talking about covenants and, which You're is very something that is, that, is, that is very, <laughs> very much covered in the book of Hebrews. It's our basis of, um, our understanding from the New Testament of how covenants function and work and uh, this whole idea of new covenant, old covenant. But we see within Christianity, this idea of instead of laying aside every sin and weight, Often people are like, they, they say it is okay to be ensnared by sin and weights because, oh, Jesus is, is given us yeah. for them so I can participate in sin and weights. I can keep my vices and my addictions and whatever it may be um, because I'm I'm good with God. But this is saying, no, like, and, and along with that comes a lot of prosperity preaching that God's purpose for you isn't that you overcome sin, but it's that you get rich and live a happy life. Um, whereas the reality here, yes, no. God's response to these people's faithfulness is giving them more trials to go through, exposing them to more trials because mm. ultimately it would affirm not only their faith, but their witness to everyone else. It would affirm God's existence. Um, it would, yeah, it would be an evidence of faith. And it's like, so it's saying here, um, let us lay aside, like, this is, this is the only way in which it will be achieved. This mm-hmm. is the let only direction to go is to lay aside every sin. And wait,
1: and it's intentional. You don't lay yeah. aside something unintentionally. Yeah. So there's this conscious conscious state of the, the person of faith mm-hmm. who says, you know what? Um, and I love that verse too, right? It says looking. So you're looking towards something, and while you're looking forward, you're laying aside. Uh-huh. So there's this picture that you're moving with progression. That's right. But mm-hmm. as you're doing that, you're also letting go, and you're leaving behind. Mm-hmm. It's pretty powerful imagery. Oh, and and it's
2: awesome. One more thing on that. If sin is a weight... Uh-huh. Do we want to be carrying a weight? Like no. it's a freedom thing. Like God's like, Hey, lay this aside because it's slowing you down. Oh, and it just so reminds true. me of, I was on a hike a weekend ago, hiking up a, a mountain and we were backpack hiking overnight. And so I had all my stuff on my back and it was heavy. And we get to this last thing, last place where you, we could have left our bags and camped in the bottom and just gone up for the sunset sunrise. But like, no, we're going to camp at the top of the mountain because we want to see it from up there. Uh-huh. And man, carrying that bag up that last real steep hill was not fun. And wow, I'm like, I wanna intense. drop this weight. I don't yeah. want this. <laughs> but yeah. the result of yeah. Anyway, that's what God wants to do. Drop the weight. Well, oh, drop that's, the a, sin. that's
0: a powerful <laughs> yeah. illustration. You're you're really you're really living this life. That's <laughs> awesome. Lay aside every sin and wait. I actually oh, we, we we're gonna have a song break and we're gonna come back uh to to, to to discussing this. But I want to discuss, I want us to think of the difference between sin and weight. Because there actually is a difference. Um, It says here that sin itself is a weight. But also, I think there's a really powerful application here of the difference between sin and weight and how we need to lay aside both. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Um, But hey, let's have another... Oh, this this is... big one this is the, the final one.
1: 500 points i mean i don't know where you get these points to give out man it's like you have so many points <laughs> you're giving out <laughs> you know 500 it was, points
0: it was so funny when we did um remember when it was like 22 22 two? remember that day yeah we did every every question was like two points 22 points 222 points 2222 points and then i think the last question was I think I said two trillion, two hundred twenty-two billion, two hundred twenty-two million, two hundred twenty-two thousand, two hundred twenty-two points. And then the show end. And then the show, like, <laughs> and then we never came back. Uh, but no, this is five hundred points. Five hundred points. Five hundred
1: points. There's a big prize for this one. It's called the book of the day. And Oof. if I jump over to this screen here and tell you what the book of the day is, it is ninety-five theses on righteousness by faith. Oh, we by love it, Martin Luther. The Martin Luther by the Martin Luther
0: amazing
1: yeah yeah that's the price so i'm sure people are out there going okay give me the number because i want to get the 500 points yes. so here's the number 0491 six four double six nine. and what is the question you need the question uh-huh and the question is this it's kind of ironic but here's the question what insect did god use to drive the enemy out of the promised land
0: okay you guys have a big <laughs> leg up on this one we already revealed it right uh, oh, oh wait, or maybe we didn't reveal it.
1: Kind of, sort of, not really, but uh, yes,
0: but yes, but no. <laughs> zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Well, what he, he, what he, insect
1: yeah. did God use to drive the enemy out of the promised land? What insect? Okay, five hundred points. Mm. You get the book of the day. You know the number by now. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Amen. Okay. All right. Let's get back into our Bible study. Okay. Sins and
0: weights. Sins and weights. How are they the same? How are they different? Uh, Are they different? And what are they? Okay. I want to simply ask you guys the question right now. Simply the question, and and you can, you know, even even respond to this at home. Uh, What
1: is sin? What is the definition of sin, according to the Bible? Sin? Yes. Is the transgression of the law.
0: Classic. Yes. We have a we have a clear descriptor in the Bible of what sin is and and, and you just need to ask that question it's like am i sinning mm. and the response is you know well is what I'm doing transgressing the law and so what law are we talking about here
2: the law of god the, the law yeah. of
0: god okay so so you're saying it's not a sin if i speed down the r-
2: well there's like there's, the, there's a ten commandments and then there's the principles of the ten commandments. That's right.
1: Do but- you love me when you drive on the road Lawson? <laughs> <laughs> Cuz if you don't Speed. If you love me, don't speed. And don't give me a car that's trying to kill me. (laughs)
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, But simply this, like sin is the transgression of the law. And when we talk about the law, um, we talk about, you know, specifically like the Ten Commandments and the principles given there. You know, lying, cheating, murdering, stealing, um, covetousness, um, you know, having gods before us, worshipping idols breaking the sabbath all of these kinds of things this is clearly sin and we can clearly see um you know if we're breaking them it's 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 really apparent to us um now you might be thinking you might be or we're all tempted to think only 10 that's that's pretty easy there's a lot more laws you know in in the australian uh, legal system than 10 so only 10 laws that's pretty easy and then the the, the question that i followed up with okay it, it's like so you never lie or steal or last or and and we quickly realize okay we consistently break the ten commandments like this is this is our human condition this is our problem even though not only like would all christians and probably i'd say all muslims and nearly all systems of government would agree that keeping the ten commandments would be a fantastic thing like if everyone kept the ten commandments like your country would be flourishing Mm -hmm. um yeah in spite of us all knowing that t- keeping the Ten Commandments is a good thing to do from any perspective, whether it's like yeah whether it's from the legal perspective, whether it's from the spiritual perspective, then we still don't so mm. we we clearly have we clearly have a problem um so yes, we sin um, and then the advice the prescription here that Paul is giving is lay off every sin you know because why it's, it's ensnaring us it's terrible uh, but then it also talks about weight. This is, this is interesting. It talks about weight. And I want to make the point here um, that, oh, actually, let's let's reflect on your illustration. Let's reflect on your illustration a, a, a little bit, Shanna. Um You're carrying a backpack um, up a hill. Let me ask that question. So you're ultimately moving towards a goal, right? What is that goal when you're climbing the hill?
2: To the view at the top.
0: <laughs> the view at the top. Okay, that's the goal. And we've kind of got an, a goal outlined here in this passage. Yeah. Um, did that weight, that backpack on your back, make it easier or more difficult or harder to achieve your goal?
2: Yeah, much harder. I did not want to carry it up there. Yes. (laughs) I just wanted to drop it off and leave it there.
0: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So it was making it more difficult. Now, the fact that there's like an end, you know, it let off, way off, lay off every weight and the sin, um, it would... Indicating in my mind that there is a difference here. I love what you said though, that, that sins are inherently weights. They're all, they're, uh, they they're, lead to weight. They, they are weighing us down. But at the same time, like sin also is the thing that kind of it disqualifies us from the prize, right? Mm. It's like by harboring sin in our life, then we are disqualified.
1: Um, well, I like what it says here, it, it, us. it sin, ensnares it's, us. Sin, sin is trapping you. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like tying you down, it's holding you back. That's, That's right. the imagery there. Whereas yeah. the other side is it's weight.
0: Yeah, whereas weight makes mm. it more difficult. Mm. I'm gonna say this, uh, and this is my uh this I I'm reflecting on this anecdotally, and I think this is what the text is getting at. There are things in our lives that maybe we couldn't call specifically sin. You know, maybe we couldn't say it's breaking the Ten Commandments. You know, am I murdering someone because of this? No. Am I like s- sleeping around? You know, like no. But there are things that make it more difficult to ultimately achieve the goal mm. that we need to lay off. Like, that is, you know, I can I can speak to that. Um, and I think many of us can as well. Many of us who have been on the race, you know, running the race towards Jesus, and it's like there are things that aren't sin, um, but that are weights that make our life more difficult. Would, would you guys, like, agree with that? Ed, yeah.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask, would you say that that is... Um, different for every person. A weight is different for every person, whereas sin is more a specific fits in a category.
0: That's right. Yeah. I, I, I'd actually agree. Now, if we put it within the context of, you know, this uh, these first century Jewish Christians, you know, uh, we kind of came to a conclusion that we know that the book of Hebrews was written before the AD 70 destruction of Jerusalem um, and the destruction of the temple there. Uh, we know that because it doesn't talk about it. And it's like one of the most significant events in Jewish history. Um, but there's all of this edification. And we're going to see as we move forward into further into the book of Hebrews. Um, there's all this edification for them to, you know, not focus on the temporal earthly, um, but to focus on the heavenly. Um, now, I'm going to say I'm, I, this is this is kind of a conclusion that I've come to. I think this really speaks to the Jews at the time. Was it a sin for them to have a temple? No. No, right? Because <laughs> God set it up for them, right? <laughs> yeah, God set it up. It wasn't a sin for them to have a temple. Was the temple causing them to sin? <laughs> this is this, is, this, is, this is the question.
1: But was the temple causing them to sin? Well, at the root, no. But I think the fact that they turn it into something more than it was supposed to be. Yes. Perhaps yes. Yes i'm I'm gonna say I think that that's where you're heading. that's right
0: yeah. I believe that for these people specifically, the temple was a massive weight it was it was well it was because it was a big huge building, so it was literally big and heavy um but I believe it was a real <laughs> weight it was a real weight to them because they saw in the temple they thought they made God into the temple they mm. made a a god out of the temple essentially that hey this is uh this is this, this is what we do. And they literally use the temple as a reason to reject Jesus. It's uh, it's heavy because they, they believe, they've come to the conclusion like, no, this is what we do. We sacrifice, we serve God in this way. And Jesus preaching to them, no, there's no more sacrifice. It's, it's done. We have something new. It became a weight to them. And so I want to say to you guys, hey, is there something in your life that isn't sin? But you can see a clear connection of, oh man, the presence of this in my life is leading me away from God. Lay it off lay it off that that is what we need to do to move towards the prize you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different Right now, we are going to get into our question of the day, but before we do, uh, we have to run through our answers uh, for the quiz. So, I've got them right here in front of me. So, for 100 points, the answer was Jonah. For 200 points, the answer was Laugh. For 300 points, the answer was 12. For 400 points, the answer was Jeremiah. And for 500 points, which insect did God use to drive the enemy out of the promised land? It wasn't wasps. (laughs) It was hornets. Like, which I'm kind of like, they're basically the same thing. But, but anyways, uh, but right now it is time for question of the day. So our question of the day today is essentially, we're going to have a bit of a discussion about this. Um, sins and weights, we're, we're just going to kind of highlight them and, and basically ask and understand, like how do we identify sins and weights? Uh, well, specifically weights in our own life.
1: It's a really good question mm. because I think we've got to take time to take texts like this and not just go, "Oh, that's a theological understanding of mm-hmm. it." But what's the application that's for right. us? Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, like the to me, theologically, you've got to have the sound principle, and I think that the weight here is talking about self sufficiency. Mm-hmm. It's the the baggage of what the the temple service had. The, you know, by somehow I can do these rituals and that will guarantee me salvation, that's a weight. It's not necessarily a sin, but mm. it's a weight to my experience with going towards Jesus, whereas the sin is obviously the thing that it's trapping me, it's holding mm. me back. So personally, I have found, um, as I've worked with a lot of people around the world in different contexts and different backgrounds in faith and things like that, one of the biggest practical things that is a weight for people in their experience of faith is fear. Mm. Fear is something that holds people down mm-hmm. holds them back and it's fear that they're not good enough it's fear that they they're not following the right uh, prescription in their faith journey mm-hmm. and i think fear doesn't get enough airtime for how detrimental it is to our mm-hmm. faith journey mm-hmm. and that weight really needs to be dealt with
0: yeah and i think it like fear as a weight like it reflects that um we are both perpetrators and victims of sin, mm. like we are guilty, one hundred percent, and the, the you know the guilt and the result of our sin will ultimately lead to our death without repentance. Um, but we have also been sinned against, um, and that leads to fear and worry as things that yeah, I can be a weight in our life and can ultimately you know weigh us down to the point that leads us to sin, mm. uh, which ensnares us, it traps us, it stops us from from moving forward i think on the other side of that coin um because yeah having weights in our life it's it's also can be a detrimental choice that that we make sure. um and it's it's ultimately anything that we are de- we are dependent on outside of god yeah self sufficiency whether it be pleasure and comfort um you know and there's so much justification that we can make for things um i, I don't know have you ever asked yourself the question like oh well, this this is uh, it's like you feel convicted but then it's like on something and it's like oh but this isn't a sin like should i be I, I i can just speak anecdotally to this and from my own personal life i know for me uh recently i went through this uh this this uh i i guess this transformational experience of of unsubscribing to spotify and deleting all music and just Not listening to music anymore, um, which was pretty hard to do as a musician. Uh, you know, I play a bunch of instruments. I love music. Um, but I could see clearly, I was like, is this something that is leading me towards Christ or is weighing you down? Or is it something that is weighing me down? Mm. Um, is it making me and my dependence on Christ and my experience with him more difficult? And I ultimately came to the conclusion, like, It is more difficult. And then you ask the question, but oh, is listening to music a sin? Like and then you can say, Oh, well you could listen to really bad music and that could lead you to sin but then I'm like, Oh, is me listening to to like I don't know, like jazz pieces every morning? Like I'm like, Oh, well, is that eating into my time spent with Jesus? Like Mm. and this is the thing, it's like weights are different for everyone. Yeah. We can we can there there are many things and Paul makes this point, right? He's like, Oh, there are things that are permissible but not profitable. Right. Um and for me I was like look music and the listening to it in my life currently is a weight it is not profitable for my soul and so I deleted everything and you know, I just listen to audiobooks and it's, it's it's fantastic um and I read my bible more and it's like the the result is I'm closer to Jesus praise the lord um but yeah guys it is really time if we're running towards Jesus if we're wanting to obtain the prize consider our sins and consider our weights what do we need to lay off guys going to spend time with Jesus today. Get into the Word and, and pray with Him also. And uh, yeah, keep listening to Faith FM. But remember to talk faith, live faith, and act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ.